there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game. All right, welcome to Vegas Hockey Hotline from the Brian Blessing Studio in Las Vegas, KSHP. Sponsored by Station Casinos and the SDN app. Chris the Moose Johnson behind the controls. Steve Carp, Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall of Famer. Get it right. Get it right. Two-time Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall of Famer. For for writing and then for just overall personal excellence. He's like, yep. yep. <laughs> That's it right there. Go, go to the... Go to the Sun Nevada Sports Hall of Fame exhibit at Dollar Loan Center. You can see for yourself. What year? That, that was the second time. 2019. Yeah, as I was going to say, second year was pretty was recent. The, um, U.S. Basketball Writers Hall of Fame in 2017. I was honored at the Final Four in Glendale in Arizona. I remember that now. I remember that because that was uh, back when you were still talking to me. And you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I never stopped talking to you, Dana. Uh, where, where this this guilt trip you're trying to lay on me? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to. It's, it's not. Accurate. Hey, believe it or not, no, I moved your information, on. Information your in your mind is wrong. I, I know. You're I right. Never stopped talking to you. You're right. You're right. Our paths had not crossed in quite a while. Right. And I used right. this. You were busy newer... doing UNLV hockey. I was doing Sinbin. Yep. Yeah. Three and days a month. Today and and then writing books and stuff. So right. I you know. And my mistake came, and you're right, Steve. It is totally made up in my mind because my mistake you know came you, is when I sent you um, a text and it wasn't responded to, but you're right. <laughs> you're right. No, I made that up. You're right. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we've always been cool. Okay. Fine. No, we're always cool, Steve. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> ah, okay. Listen, do you, do you realize... I'm still getting used to your upstate New York sense of humor. Well, I am getting used to your uh, New Brooklyn, Jersey sense of my humor. My Brooklyn sense of humor. Oh, Brooklyn. Well, I mean. Uh, I only lived in Jersey for a year. I know, but you know everybody in upstate just calls you guys Jersey. You know that, right? Because you can't stand it when you're from upstate and you tell people you're from New York. Yeah, you, you, you people down in the city. I say upstate in the city. If you're from the city, you say we're from Yeah, but if I say I'm from New York. Or from Westchester. You guys down in New York in City have a complete flip out that you are not. I, I guess it's the same way when somebody's from Buffalo and they, they say I'm from upstate New York. <laughs> no, you're, you're from not Western from. You're from Western New York. And uh, if you're from Syracuse, you're from Central New York. Besides California, and maybe I don't know, yeah. but besides California... I guess there's no greater divide in the state. Like, if you're from Southern Cal, you say Southern Cal. Like, there's no, I'm from California. You need, because there is a def, definitive, I don't want to be associated with the other half. Literally, it's like from from someone who's lived in Nevada their whole life, right? right? And being a student, like being a kid, like seeing people come from New York. It's literally, like we, like at this point, I don't really look at New York as a state. 
I'm like, it's just it's just five different states in one little spot. That's just what it is. It's not <laughs> it's not even one. It's not even one. It's just it's just five different ones. I'm like, yeah, the different cities are their own. See, we don't say that here. Yeah, because we don't say that at all. No, because there's only one city in the yeah, state. It's only Las Vegas. That's it. Right. It's I, I'm like, who's gonna say Carson City counts? No one does. It's Las Vegas. I don't care. The Carson City does not exist. <laughs> it's Las Vegas. I know, I know, but uh, at this point, it should just be Vegas as the capital of the state. To be honest, like we're the, <laughs> we're the only thing that can, that matters here. Really, who's who's going to Carson City for the for their winter? Besides anybody Steve. from Vegas, here comes Steve. Steve yeah, seems like oh, I want to oh, go. I want to go to the winter. Don't forget, don't forget Reno. <laughs> yeah, you guys. It will be Reno on Friday. No. What are you doing Friday? Bowling. I'm heading there for my great niece's first birthday. Oh, see, no. see, that's that's worth it there, right? Yeah. That's great. But like, yes. what's she doing there? She's going to be one years old. One year. Oh God, I can't even. My nephew. You can't even make fun. You can't even make fun. I mean, you can't even make fun. She doesn't know. No. Nope. I mean, of course, in 17, 18 years, the U-Haul is going to back and up. Daddy and she, know, she's and gonna... if Uncle Steve doesn't show up, there'll be hell to pay. Trust me. <laughs> so you are that prominent. In the family, you're like there's going to be after after my uncle Mike who lives in Danville. I'm the second oldest male in our family. Yes. Okay. So I do hold a place of high. I honor. wouldn't call it prominence, but certainly seniority, which is right uh, in the prominence. Which tree. matters. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's high honor. It matters. It so matters. when you walk in to this gala, that was be will be of full of people. unicorns and pin pin to, pin to tails and. And party there hats. Won't be too much pin the tail, but there'll no. be a bubble, a bounce house. No pin the tails. Be the usual Is that something we don't do anymore? No. Do. I just went to a one-year-old. <laughs> I did it for my fiftieth. It was pretty extravagant. I'm sorry. What did you just say? I said I recently went to my great nephew's first birthday. How old is he? In San Jose. He was one in March. So. And you would associate the word extravagant with a one-year-old. Well, like when what? Sixty people show up. A food truck caters it. They got. Uh, an open bar for the adults. They got a bounce house and other stuff for the kids. Yeah, I'd say that's extravagant. That sounds like he's a prince of the country. You know what that reminds me of? When That movie that Liam Neeson was in? It was it Taken? I think it's Taken, yeah. Where he goes to his daughter's house <laughs> with his wife, his ex-wife and her new boyfriend, and they have, you know, pony rides. Yep. Right. That's what that's what it's going to be like in Reno. It's going to be good, except donkey rides. I'll give rides. you a full report next Monday. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what we need. We need a full report from what we know and what's going on in so Reno. So you know how like I don't. I'm not. Re- <laughs> don't take. Me. I just want to see. Do you know how Brian used to push buttons? <laughs> uh, you know. You know. I, I'm of the blessing family tree. And, and Brian, Brian would be totally supportive of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not su- not supporting it. <laughs> I didn't say you weren't. He asked me. This We're is, talking this is, about you gonna have big Carson wheel City. races, huh? You gonna have big wheel races? Not, I will not be participating. Maybe betting on them. Oh, if I can, if I can find it in my STN app. What's the address? <laughs> <laughs> you got really excited real Chuck quick. You're like, I got to go to Reno. Oh, that's be so one year great. old big wheel races. Oh, that's great. Steve's All getting right. texts left and right, left and right. This is one of Steve's the, like, okay, let's get off of me. This is yeah, one. Of, this is hockey. one of the greatest moments I've had on this show. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be more. This for is sure. gonna be great. Because as I'm, as he's feeling me out, I'm feeling yeah. him out, and and I'm just sitting here. Popping shots from everybody. Yeah, I'm getting texts from listeners. Oh, is that right? Wanting to know about the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, that's wow. great. All right. I, I wouldn't know because my ringer's down. Maybe I could bring Pete DeBoer up when he's oh, not doing anything this weekend. Jeez. You think they made him drive home and don't say anything? Probably. Because that seems to be the MO. I don't know. I, I, maybe he found out he got fired on Twitter. Maybe maybe he'll pull a George McPhee and talk to a podcaster in Canada that he likes. Oh, Steve, that's, that's saucy. That's saucy right yeah. there, Steve. That's that's edgy I, all stuff. Right. Here's my take on on DeBoer. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> Here I, it goes. I thought he was a good coach, and I told you this last week. I wasn't sure he was the right coach for this particular team, and I think Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee and Bill Foley came to that similar conclusion. Let me let me so, ask you this, and then, and they Steve. Moved on from him. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Team has 250 man games lost. 505 maybe? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. you're saying if. You're talking if. hypothetical. Yeah, we're going Marvel. What if? Okay. <laughs> 250 man games lost. Second round exit. Mm-hmm. The board get fired? No. Okay, so then if Changes he doesn't get... the staff, though, take place if the okay. power play is still staggered. So if he doesn't get fired, then is this just an injury issue? And then how can you hold him accountable? Hmm. Uh, here, here's where it gets a little tricky. All right, he had one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. He may have demanded an extension. Again, that's right. Those things are, and, and they may have said, "You that's know right. what? Will we assess this after next season?" And the board says that's not good enough, and they say, "Well, if you don't like it, there's the door." And they may have mutually agreed to part ways. Here's the problem. With- Although they didn't, they didn't get worded that way in the press release the team sent out this morning. Yeah. Here's the thing with that, though. He didn't meet with McCrimmon until after that initial meeting, I'm assuming, with Foley, McCrimmon, and I'm assuming McPhee was there. Of course McPhee's in. Of course. Nothing happens without... Uh, I understand. If you think George McPhee didn't have a hand in this, then you're not looking. You, Or you refuse to look. Well... Uh, we 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 know, right? The, the hierarchy. Yes. So again, it goes back to the questions of if this goes back to it, uh, again. Actually, the second question is: this goes back to one thing that we can never take into account because we don't have that kind of access. Personal relationships. Mm-hmm. When you look a man in the eye. And how do you feel after you do that? We only look at wins and losses. We look at how a team performs. We look at whether or not how is your team responding to you when things are you know not going well, those type of things. Those are things that we, we have to just speculate on because A, it's what we do, or and B, we can't we don't have nobody's gonna be honest about that type of You're speculation. Not in the room, so you don't You're know. not in a room so you don't know. So maybe the case with Barry Trotz, maybe the case with Pete DeBoer, although I think Barry Trotz had a stronger leg to stand on than Pete DeBoer would. I can't imagine he would go in saying, I want an extension. Because here's the thing about that. Would he not demand more money if he comes back next year and goes deep into the postseason with this group? 
You talking about both or either? No, no, no. I'm just talking about the board right now. He would demand more money than he would get from an extension. If, if Pete was confident enough to bet that on himself, he trusted management. Yeah, he would say, "Okay, I'll show you what I can do right. when I have everybody that you were supposed to have for me." But again, I go back to what we talked about in the first hour when we had Chuck Esposito on. We don't know what this roster is going to look like on opening night. There's going to be a number of changes. And until those changes are made and we could look at it and say, okay, he's gone. They've added him. He's back. Mark Stone may not start the season because his back is still screwed up from surgery he had in, you know, early June or mid-June. You don't know, Dana. That's the problem. This is so why. We don't know what, what the roster is going to look like. And, and so if you're DeBoer, you're placing your faith in McCrimmon, McPhee, and Foley that they'll keep their word if you manage to bounce back and take this team on a deep run. Isn't it fair, though, to say... I don't know if Barry Trotz is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. There, there's something in me that says that's not happening. Because I, if I, I have a feeling too to that degree, I, I, that to me just seems it's so it seems so easy. It seems like that's the biggest Golden Knights way. Mm-hmm. But did Barry Trotz give any? I'll give you an example. When Claude Julian was fired. Claude Where, Julian. Boston or Montreal? He's been well, playing uh, a couple of places. Well, in Montreal. Okay. Or in Boston. Okay. Also won a cup. Mm-hmm. He did. So, and, and was in the Stanley Cup final. But my, my thing about that was when he was fired in Boston, there was no doubt that he wanted to coach and coach quickly. I didn't get that. Did you get that feeling from Barry Trotz? And if you didn't get that feeling, I don't think this is an organization. Like, I would have seen a clearer path if you said, we're going to let Pete DeBoer run this back again. you got one more year, year left on your deal. Barry said, Trotz wants to take a year off. And, yeah, but they would have said that two weeks ago before the Islanders let Trotz go. So they, they were not certain two weeks ago at the end of the season – that they wanted to keep DeBoer on as their coach, much less extend him. Because it was so simple, wouldn't it be, Steve? Hey, we are giving Kelly McCrimmon a vote of public confidence. And how many times did we say, where's the rest? Mm -hmm. I, I didn't hear George McPhee's name come up either. No, and that's a great point. Bill Foley never mentioned McPhee, and he certainly never mentioned Pete DeBoer. When he talked to Dave Shane in the RJ. I don't feel like it's going to be Barry Trotz. That to me doesn't, it, it there, I, there, maybe, I maybe I'm, because you know what? Hey, Steve, hey, the bottom line is, the bottom line is whether it is or is not Barry. If it is Barry, <laughs> that is so Vegas Golden Knights, because I can say, I can see, well, I guarantee, I, I know the reasoning for this. This is a, a PR bump where they need a PR bump right now. Mm-hmm. Barry Trotz would certainly give that to them. It would infuse excitement into the uh it would infuse excitement into the organization. 
But if they don't, what about Claude Julian? What about, I mean, I don't see Tortorella either. Because believe me, this is a, this is a front office that has to get along with their head coach. And I don't think John Tortorella is that guy right now. Even though he's softer, I don't think he's soft enough. No, no, definitely not. He's ice cream, me, but he's hard ice cream. <laughs> he hasn't been in the microwave. <laughs> that, that would not be a great fit. And and I I just think there's something when an organization is not even six years old and is working on their third head coach. That that to me is telling me there's red flags all over the place. Exactly. Something's wrong yep. at the top of this. Yet there's been nothing holding accountability to McPhee and to a lesser degree McCrimmon and and even Foley, the owner, who who claims he wants to take a more active let, role. Let me, let me ask Is you something. Is that a good thing for a guy, an owner, to be taking a more I, again, active role? Again, we talked about it last week, yeah. and, and other people say, well, I think he's taken a very active role. I don't think I agree with that. No. I don't think he's – I on think the hockey side. No, not at all. the business side, absolutely. This absolutely – because that's where he his strengths are. Yes, I don't. I don't think this is a guy that sits down with McPhee on a, on a daily basis and wonders what's going on. Maybe there's a phone call once in a while, but every great business person will tell you they're great because of who they hire. Talk about all the great coaches in every sport; they are great because of their assistant coaches. Look at look at how many Belichick assistants have become coaches. Yeah. Because some, have, gr- had some, some have had success, some have had success, some have failed. But I'll, I'll, I'll go back to what I said in the first hour about what Gerard Gallant did last night, and how Mike Kelly, who's been with him everywhere, including Vegas, and who, by the way, the players, and this I do know for a fact, because I did a story on it in the first year, the players there loved Mike Kelly, who would run practice. On certain days or on, on morning skate days, when Gallant did yeah, you skate, there. you know, yep. him and James Neal would have a cup of coffee in the back and let Mike Kelly run uh, the morning skate or, or run practice on, on a given day. You're, there's something to be said for having good people on your staff. And, and I thought McGill and Craig did a very good job the first couple of years with Gallant and with... Mike Kelly, they fit in well. They were brought in. Okay, they weren't told to hire anybody. All right? Spot was brought in by DeBoer. He inherited McGill and Craig. All right? So there was that to begin with from the time DeBoer was hired. He never had a full say over. He could have let McGill and and Craig go after his first year, you know, after the bubble year. And, and brought in two other guys from San Jose or Florida or Jersey or forever, wherever, Derek England, maybe, you know. So a lot of times the coach's power extends only so far. And I think in Vegas, I don't know that Pete ever had full power over and full final say over everything that he was directly involved in. Well, that gets me to my next question to you or – my last question that I all of a sudden just remembered. Um, so is there a pattern here between the two coaches, between Gallant and DeBoer, as to when they get fired? And hear me out on this. Okay. 
so Gallant gets fired when they hit a rough patch in the season. They're on the road. Gets a little testy during press conferences. A little bit of a rough patch for them. Right. They, they weren't winning as much Correct. as they would have preferred. Right. Pete DeBoer gets into a rough patch, regardless of the reasons why they're in a rough patch. Yeah. Two totally different reasons. Yeah, the circumstances are so, absolutely so different. So here is the connecting factor, though. The connecting factor is how do both coaches maintain that relationship with upper management when things are not going well? Mm. And I think that that is where the similarities begin between the two, even though the circumstances are different. Yeah, they were they were far different. You know, certainly in Galan's case, uh, they 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 definitely were trying to force analytics down his throat. I don't think he and George were ever comfortable with each other. Uh, I do think Pete had a comfort level with George and and Kelly at the start. And I think over time that may have deteriorated as well. But I also think their 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 styles, their management styles were, were dramatically different. Well, all I have to do, we'll take a short break here, but yeah. all I have to do is go back to one sentence that I remember George McPhee said during the um, the expansion draft. He said, "I when asked if Gerard Gallant was in the meetings." Uh, about who to draft. Mm -hmm. And George McPhee said, and this is a paraphrase because I don't have the exact quote, but basically he said, I will pick the team and my coach will coach it. Right. So we'll be back. We'll hit the second segment of this in uh, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Really quick show today. We could talk about this for four hours. We'll be back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Dakota. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous Steak Bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm-fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. 
Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sports books. Welcome back to Vegas Hockey Hotline from the Brian Blessing Studio in Las Vegas. That's obviously Chris the Moose Johnson behind the controls. Yep. Uh, there was there's nothing bad in there, right? Nope, not at all. Okay. It's great. Okay. I mean, there won't be, right? Nope, not as at all. As we continue to play it. As we continue to play it, it's not going to be at all. Steve Carp to my I listen to this whole right. thing. Two-time <laughs> Hall of Famer. Two-time. He's got his bust in the Hall of Fame. It's like um, when you go into the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland and they have the, the bust of the... No? Not like that? <laughs> Steve's shaking his head. <laughs> it's, it's not like that. When, when you walk, the Steve's eyes follow you. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been a while for, since Disney, huh, guys? You should go. It's pretty uh, cool. Or, or, you know, Scooby-Doo. Yes. Yes, I got it. I totally got it. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, Vegas Hockey Outline brought to you by Station Casinos and the STN app. Steve, you getting tired of me? No. I mean, no. this is how we become closer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just have to come up with my own little. Yes. Yo, please, because oh, we could go we like an so hour. Ready. Push your buttons a little That's bit. That's okay. I it's love gonna that. Be the greatest, it's going to be yeah. the greatest moments for me. I can just sit back there. I can just sit back there, kick back, you know, relax in this chair, and just like, I just mess the board while you guys are just going back and forth to each other. I can just laugh. Steve's like, let's just talk hockey. 
Yeah. <laughs> Phone number here, 702-221-7283 if you want to sound off about the Pete DeBoer firing, if you just want to talk about the uh, NHL playoffs in general. Yeah. Uh, incredible. I mean, for you, there was a coaching change in New York with the Islanders, uh, which we talked about. And, of course, my Bruins got knocked out. And, I mean, you couldn't ask even if your teams are not in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just the greatest hockey in the world. And to be there on a Sunday night in a game seven in overtime, I mean, what else would you be doing besides watching them? You know, what would you be watching? A meaningless baseball game with the Giants and the Cardinals, Cardinals and Pujols is throwing 48-mile-per-hour meatballs up there. <laughs> I've seen that more this year, I think, than any other year. Position, where, players, position pitching. players pitching. And yeah. not only are they pitching, but they are just lobbing balls up there. Yeah, the, it's worse than batting practice. Uh, it's the worst. I mean, you know pool holes can throw, yeah. at least in the 80s, I would think. But, no, they're just lobbing them up there and getting crushed. Didn't so. UNLV uh, baseball do that as well? They had a position player little, pitch recently. Oh. I got a little breaking news here, boy. Breaking Uh-oh. news. Uh-oh. Uh, see, this is when we need see, to have – some I, sort of I had, one, I had one moment. And, <laughs> and again, uh, I, this is from a, a friend of mine who's plugged into the hockey world and knows what's going on. Rick Tockett is going to be replacing Pete DeBoer behind the VGK bench. He is coming out of the TNT studio. He is returning to the bench as Vegas's next head coach. Thoughts? <sighs> well, that's interesting. Now I really liked, I really liked Rick Tockett. Um, from what I know, and that's interesting because I can get somebody on from the Coyotes to really give us some insight on that. But he was, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was known as a, pretty much a disciplinarian down in in Arizona, a, a guy that. You know, was had a had a what he was with Philadelphia probably more most notably, yeah. and you know I don't know you know they, they got their own separate world down there in Arizona. I don't know about I mean believe me we're not bringing up old things. I'm sure Rick Tockett is far beyond the gaming issues and all that, but that's interesting yeah. to me. I mean well, I don't again, know I, I mean, don't know if it's official. I'm just saying that's what I'm hearing. From somebody who's... Okay, so it's not official. No. I never said it was. I said that I've got a source close to the team that's telling me Rick Tockett's going to be their next coach. Okay. So... We'll see. We heard it here first. We'll see what happens if it, ha- if it comes to pass. What do you think about that? I mean, what, I mean, what are your first thoughts? I, I Listen, all the things that I heard of... His coaching style, how he handled things down in Arizona. Another guy to me that I was told, whose voice ran dry after a while. As you can imagine, yeah. down in Arizona, everybody's voice runs dry. Players run dry. Yeah. I mean, that you cannot take. Just like everybody's saying, you know, talk about Mike Smith. Well, when Mike Smith was on better teams, he was yeah. at least a serviceable goaltender. You can't take his career statistics and add Arizona into it and say that's who he is. So I don't know. I mean, first reaction, great. Doesn't really move the meter, but this is a matter of, and this tells me, doesn't this tell you that that, that they've been, either they had a real short list 
or they've been interviewing people for quite a while that, before they announced I think that Pete DeBoer was go- not going to be the coach of this team. I I think it's I think it's just that that they've been looking at this for a while, and they may have very well talked to Barry Trotz and. He turned him down. Maybe he's going to take a year off. I just never got that feeling. We just said it a minute ago. I never really got that feeling that this was a guy that was going to jump right back into coaching. And I just thought, and I always have this thing that says the easy route, whether it's in trades or rumors. I mean, we hear rumors all the time. The easy route is never 95% what's not going to happen. Right. Okay, I mean, so we here, know we, here's Tockett's here's numbers. Six years as a head coach in the NHL, 438 games played, coached, 178, 260, winning percentage of 475, 4 and 5 in nine playoff games. So, or with Arizona, uh, one year in 2019-20. So, there you go. Take it for what it's worth. Getting we'll Arizona if, to the postseason, <laughs> yeah. even though they, they lost, what, to we'll, Colorado we'll, we'll that year? See, we'll see if this manifests itself uh, an hour from now when Kelly McCrimmon talks to the media, and, and no doubt it will be asked if uh, he has hired his next coach already and if that coach is Rick Tockett, and we will see. I will I will attempt to be there for the, the news conference at 1.00. So I'll head home after the show, change, and head over to City National. But um, but there had to be something, if that is true, and I'd love to be there too if it, somebody would answer an email. I, there had to be something that was awfully impressive about his, his interview because there was nothing impressive about even in Tampa Bay, Right. Losing record in Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. He was in Tampa Bay in his two seasons with the Lightning, 53-69 and 26-446. Okay. Did not make the playoffs. Finished fifth one year, finished third the next year, and then. So he was a guy who made the playoffs. And that was that was 12 years ago. Yes. So that's been a while. So, you know. How much do you think they asked him? Uh and Tockett also spent a couple of years with the Bruins, too. Not that that means anything to anybody except me. I mean, he was accused of financing a nationwide sports gambling ring at one point. Yeah. I mean, that was also 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Yeah. I mean, how much do you think that would come up during an interview process? And it has if, to, and I understand. Vetting, if you're vetting somebody, you got to bring it up. And, you know, I don't think he was convicted of anything, was he? Um, let's I'm trying see. to remember. I'll look into that. He pleaded guilty to conspiracy promoting gambling and official Gretzky's misconduct. his wife was involved. Janet Jones, yep. Yeah, so. He pleaded guilty. Okay, <laughs> so, so he pleaded guilty. So obviously there was something there. He pleaded guilty to conspiracy and promoting gambling. Well, okay. The fact that he was still able to coach and get a TV job this year on TNT tells you that probably isn't as big a deal as it might have been a few years ago. So. But he was, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't 
he was I know he was reinstated at one point. So that means he had to be Yeah, he probably may have been suspended. Suspended. Right. Finally, yeah. And you know, kind of like what Joel Quenville's going through right now, you know, Gary Bettman's going to have to reinstate Joel Quenville if he wants to ever coach again. The circumstance is completely different. You know, and I'm we, not. We get all that. Listen, I, I'm not bringing that up to yeah. stir pots. I, I, these are facts, and you're bringing them to the gaming capital of the world. So I'm just saying, what? I, okay, I understand, Steve. I mean, well, wait, wait, that's not something to talk about. I, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying don't expect him to be sitting in the sports book at Red Rock, you know, a la Pete Rose. Well, he can go to sta- he can go to Sunset Station. He could go to. Well, no, no, no. I meant, but my across the street from CNA to Red Rock is what I'm saying. Okay, but the that, that was the point about it is, Steve, that yeah, this had to have come up in an interview. You would hope it does. It's <laughs> a long point, right? I mean, it's a long time since it happened. <laughs> yeah, but it's you, a long time. And again, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Again, let's 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 see how this all plays. Maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe. Maybe my source is not correct on this. Who knows? Well, I would. Let's see what might be happens. A, might be a block in the future. Okay. I mean. I mean, if the source isn't right, we need to call him out. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. So. Uh, Anyhow, let's uh, see what happens. Okay. So are you okay with that? Because I, I'm just saying that I think, he would not uh, have again, been my first choice. I, I thought Barry Trotz is a guy that's wanted to take some time off. That's my gut. That was my gut feeling. I think you may be right because there's still jobs open. Detroit's open. Philadelphia's open. Winnipeg is open. Um, and I would think Winnipeg would be more of a natural. Well, he's from Manitoba right. originally, yes. Uh, but I also think he wants to win. And I'm not so sure the Jets is currently constructed or viable bona fide cup candidates going forward. You know, you don't you don't think the, the Jets roster right now or right. I mean we talk about hold on a second. I'm just asking the man a question. What is this not gonna be fluff radio over there? Let me let me ask you something though. Okay, go ahead and talk. Between the Golden Knights yeah. and the Winnipeg Jets at this point. Who, who would you say has the better top line? Like, if I'm Barry Trotz and I'm looking at Kyle Connor and Dubois. And Shifley. Shifley, maybe Harkins, I think, played in that top line or whatever. Who do you think's got a better top line? And, and in, and in essence, I'm saying. When everyone's healthy, uh, I'll take Vegas's line of, of Stone, Eichel, and Pacioretty over Kyle Connor and Shifley and. Okay, so Dubois. Okay, so would you take? And all I'm all I'm saying is, would you take Leonard over Hellebuck? No, okay. no way. Well, so. Connor Hellebuck's going to play 95 games a year. Okay, so, so <laughs> yeah, point, I know there's not point, 95 games. So your point maybe isn't as far fetched as some people may be. All I'm saying is, if I'm Barry Trotz. And I'm looking, again, we go to the point here. We just got a minute remaining, but we go to where would he end up? If we think it's so easy and we accept his coming to Vegas, I'm looking at Winnipeg and saying, if I'm Barry Trotz and thinking, I can go home and I've got something to work with here. 
That that's all I'm saying about that. But it could very well happen when it's all said and done. Barry Trotz could wind up coaching the Winnipeg Jets. Rick Tockett could be the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, I'm counting on that happening because you're the insider. An hour when <laughs> Kelly McCrimmon addresses the media at City National, and we will have more to talk about tomorrow on yep. this subject. Well, it's a great day on Vegas Hockey Online Sportsbook Radio. We want to thank Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos for joining us. Download the STN app. Had a lot of fun with that last night. Uh, we had to move some guests around, but, of course, with Pete DeBoer uh, being fired and let go or however you want to say it, I mean, there was a lot to talk about today. So we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m., and I'm sure we'll talk about the press conference some more, and, and maybe I'll push some more guests tomorrow. So for Krista Moose Johnson behind the controls, Steve Carp to my right, the man with the insiders everywhere, I'm Dana Lane. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Where players dance with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the trees like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Where hockey players face off down the rink And the Stanley Cup is all filled up For the champs who win the drink Now the final flick of the hockey stick And the one gigantic scream The puck is in, the Canadians win The good old hockey game Oh, the hockey game Is the best game you can name And the best game you can name Is the good old hockey game Oh, the good old hockey game the best game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game oh the good old hockey game is the best game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game